Brew Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. Time for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think, Jamil Zainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Greetings, greetings. Ah, uh, time for another fine episode of Brew Strong. Yes, Strong Brewers, that's us. <laughs> we are. Yes, indeed. I mean, we promised ourselves we'd never do uh, four shows in a row ever again. Right. And here but we're, we're doing it. Show number four. The, the difference is we've been drinking uh, a session beer. All this time. That's true. And we're much more maintained and not nearly near as tired and sloppy as we, we have been in the past. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I feel much better. Uh, of course, that could be because we had uh, John Blickman in for for an episode, which yep. was uh, absolutely fantastic. Very revitalizing. Yeah, that's just like I'm still going off the high of, of having uh, Blickman here. Yep. Uh, I tell you, if Fun you, dude. If you enjoy that high... That contact high of being with John Blickman, uh, check out his website, uh, BlickmanEngineering.com. Blickman with two N's. There's all kinds of videos there. <laughs> there is. I mean, it's all about his equipment. <laughs> it's all about his junk? <laughs> yeah, his junk. Yes. Stuff. Well, and, you know, he's got a new, really large piece of equipment. Two barrels. Two barrel. Two barrel. If you're doing a nano uh, nano brewery, we've just uh, finished up our, our ProGasm series, like uh, uh, 1,033 shows of uh, Going Pro. And uh, we also talked to Blickman for that. And uh, uh, check it out, BlickmanEngineering.com. Whether you're a home brewer, playing on Going Pro, whatever it might be, right. uh, they got some great equipment there. Uh, look at the Tower of Power along with a... Uh, a um, yeah, uh, the top tier along with a there, tower of power. Sorry about that. Uh, and uh, I, I think that's a great system. I yeah. think you, you can do well with that. And you can pick it up at uh, uh, most retailers around you. Uh, yeah. And you know our our other great sponsors, uh, northernbrewer.com, morebeer.com, and uh, your your local homebrew shops. They'll they'll be able to right. provide that for you. So check it out, BlickmanEngineering.com, innovating yeah. your homebrew. That's right. Even if you're a pro brewer, I mean, the beer mm-hmm. gun. You're using it to bottle. Yeah, we used it for uh, for for a special uh, a special bottling of uh, a beer with Brett in it. The worry, and we couldn't couldn't run that through the uh, bottling system because didn't want to cross contaminate it. Yeah, it's got Brett in it. We're gonna do that for the sours too. Yeah, all the all the clean beers you run through a nice the high speed bottling line, and <laughs> that's much easier. <laughs> but you know, uh, yeah. the beer guns allow us to do uh, amazing things. So, uh, check them out. Great sponsor. They're paying for the show so you don't have to. All right. <clears throat> we were going to go ahead and uh, continue our Q&A. We're going to actually... Uh, These are Progasm Q&As. Progasm the- and Homebrew. Yeah. We're going to kind of alternate between them here. And, and here's one from uh, my good friend, uh, Travis. Uh, TC. Uh, and actually, I, I met him and his wife down at uh, the San Diego uh, conference. Uh, oh, really? Peter Simons and I were at the uh, the other Tornado, the San Diego Tornado, and Peter slamming down like uh, pints of Pliny, like they're going out of style. <laughs> I'm sitting on the other side, and some guy, he's talking to some guy next to him. And apparently, the guy was a home brewer, and I uh, uh, really enjoyed, like, you know, the Jamel show and stuff like that. <laughs> and Peter's talking to him, he's cracking up. And at one point he goes, "You mean this guy over here?" <laughs> and that's when I met Travis, and uh, he's become a good buddy of mine. I, I, we, we've got a football game cool. together. We we talk football all the time. We talk a lot of stuff. And he's come out to the. Uh, you, you met him, you, yeah. You know him, yeah. yeah. He came out. He's come out to GABF the last two years and helped us out. And 
just a just a good friend. So um, he's got a question here. Question one: What effect might a tasting room? Oh, and this is why he says this may may piss off JP because he has two questions in one email. Ah, fucking bastard! That's only for drunk of the week. Right. Are you going to ask Ted? I don't care. <laughs> he says, question one, what effect might a tasting room have on your general sales in bars and stores? You might only sell a half a percent of your beer in the tasting room or give it away, but how much can having a tasting room or sharing beer during tours, etc., influence the other 99.5% of your sales? I have to be honest in that my visit to Anchor has influenced my drinking decisions several times. I always give them the benefit of the doubt on a new or seasonal brew. Uh... He said, who dat? Who dat must be included. Oh, hey, he's yes. from New Orleans. Uh, I'm to give him a break for that. <laughs> um, well, I think this is a good point. Uh, tasting room sales. You know, and I've been telling him, it's like, look, tasting room isn't that important to us because we're a production brewery. Right. You know, 99% of our sales, I want to go out the loading dock door. Right. The wholesalers. I don't want to get in the bar business. Uh, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you make so much money off the retail sales. Yeah, but that's good up to a certain size. Mm-hmm. You really can't, you know, support a, a major size brewery out of the tasting room. It, it helps, but that's not the big deal. But I think he's right. Those people that come in, they get a passion for it. I think t- that's why I think tours are really important. Yeah. And letting people taste off the barrels and things oh, yeah. like that and let them, you know, letting them taste things that nobody else gets to taste. That puts the, that's you know, special. That gives them a bond and, and like they're part of the brewery. Yeah. And I think that affects uh, purchasing decisions as well. I think it's all part of the business and part of the marketing and, uh, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Part, of, part of, you know, bonding with your consumer. I think that's very important. Yeah. yeah. And so, I, uh, yeah, I think a half percent across the tasting room bar with, with a good good person working the bar. Oh, yeah. Uh, could be could be priceless. All right, question two. How does the MicroStar system work out financially? As they own the kegs, do they take a bigger cut on your beer? Uh, yeah, you know. So I looked at the keg um, ownership versus leaning and all, or loaning uh, versus ownership and all that. You essentially pay for the kegs. Let's say you're filling them like once a month or something like that. You essentially end up could have bought the keg. After two years, uh. so <laughs> you got to figure that into the equation. the The thing that they do is, um, like Microstar does, you have to take a certain number of kegs. They come from wherever. They're not clean. People think that they're clean. They're not clean. These are dirty kegs that come from wherever. They just ship them to you. You have to clean them. You have to pull all the stickers off. You have to uh, clean and sanitize those things. You don't know if they're how good they are inside. Interesting. Okay. And then you fill them, you send them out, and then MicroStar picks them up from what they're constantly just scouring accounts and picking up MicroStar kegs, hmm. right? So you send them out. You don't have to recover them. Is the advantage from a from a retailer? Right. Okay, but they don't clean them. They don't clean them. Okay. There's no guarantees on what quality these things are or how clean they are. Um. And then you pay them, you know, a certain lease for however many kegs you have out. And then also where they're recovered. Uh, the further away they're recovered, like if I send kegs to New York, they're going to charge me like an extra $5 a keg. Uh-huh. Even though they have customers over there, yeah. the fact that it traveled from here to there, they want to charge me like an extra 5 bucks. Hmm. So... Yeah, if you can own all your own kegs, I think that there's there's something to be said for that. The only problem is trying to like I can't send I'm not sending beer to New York, right? You know because I don't want the trouble of getting the kegs back, or I'll do it, but I want to charge them the full replacement price of the keg. If they send it back to me, then fine, they can have their deposit back. But I'm not going to give them this thirty dollar or forty dollar deposit that doesn't pay for you know just a fraction of my keg, right? Um, you know, I'm going to charge them a hundred bucks or 125 bucks for a deposit on the keg. And then, um, you know, so there, there's the, the, the advantage there. And I think as we get bigger, what we would probably do is keep our personal keg fleet to our local area mm-hmm. and then go with MicroStar or, or keg lease or any of these keg leasing programs. And, or out uh, of state or. 
Yeah, for out of state or for anywhere farther away where we don't have to worry about recovering them. Makes sense, yeah. All right. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, we'll get to more of your questions right after this. When you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the Intuitive Beer Gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weld thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The auto sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. Where can you still find 795 Nationwide Shipping, a friendly, knowledgeable staff, and all of the stuff to brew for less? Homebrew Stuff. <laughs> Isn't the homebrew stuff a sexual maneuver? Homebrew Stuff is the largest homebrew supplier in the Northwest and can be found in Garden City, Idaho, and online at homebrewstuff.com. Equipment and ingredients for brewing beer and wine, soda and liquors, books, instructional DVDs, beginner kits, and a great selection of grain and hops. Homebrew Stuff also has dozens of free videos online to help make brewing easier. Easier. Visit homebrewstuff.com now for the best prices with their match or beat guarantee. BN Army members can take 10% off their first order with the coupon code BN Army. Kegs, regulators, faucets, towers, carboys, conicals, barrels, you name it. Get your homebrew stuff for less at homebrewstuff.com. Homebrew stuff, <laughs> not a sexual maneuver. Just the best prices and great service on all the stuff you need. Homebrewstuff.com. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishef, and I love a bold, hoppy beer, one that spits resin in your face and makes you cry, Uncle. There are a lot of great hoppy beers out there, but at Heretic, we want to make something as bold, dank, and resiny as possible. We use hops at every chance we get, including multiple dry hop additions. The result is Heretic Evil Cousin. This light golden, 8% Imperial IPA has an easy malt character that helps take the edge off the massive bittering but it takes a back seat to the in-your-face hop character. We make sure this beer finishes dry so the hops can jump out and slam me in the taste buds. If you can't get enough hoppy goodness, Evil Cousin is your cup of tea. Cheers. What'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is... Awesome! No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. 
More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. We're talking uh, Q&A show here. And part of that is you can go to thebrewingnetwork.com. You can click on the uh, Listen Live, and you can listen to the show. You can actually uh, participate in the show with the chat now. And uh, ask your questions, and we'll answer them live on the air. That's right. If they're appropriate. JP, do you have any appropriate uh, questions from the chat? Probably not. Um, let's see. It's from... PBW Brew. Is that a um, homebrew technical question for Jay-Z and Palmer? Is there going to be a live show Q&A today? No, there's not. Um, oh, this is the one I have in my email. There we go. Here we go. Uh, I made a triple with the Y-East uh, 3789 Trappist blend, and the final gravity is uh, 10.01. It tastes fine, though high alcohol, with a slight sourness. But I'm thinking I should expect that from Brett in... Excuse me. In the Y yeast, uh, any thoughts? The grain bill was very straight. Fourteen pounds Belge pills, four ounces aromatic malt, three ounce Belgian caramel pills, all mashed at ten. Uh, excuse me, at one forty nine degrees Fahrenheit in a BIAB all grain batch. Two and a half pounds of sugar were added to the beer. Blah 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 blah. Just curious if this would be normal or if it could be infected, have wild yeast, or just a busted hydrometer. Uh, it could finish out at that. Especially with all that sugar and, you know, low mash temp and uh, aggressive Belgian yeast. The thing is, you know, sourness is n- not typical of that yeast. Yeah. Drink. You, shouldn't, you shouldn't have sourness. Even Brett won't produce sourness unless it gets an excessive amount of oxygen. I mean, it just... It, it Brett's more funky. Yeah, it's not sour. Unless you give it lots of oxygen, then you get acetic and you get vinegar. So probably a bit of an infection. Yeah, something in there. I don't know. It's, but sometimes, um, you know, really dry finishes uh, with like some um, acetaldehyde, something like that, can give it kind of a sourness or a tartness to it, and uh, that might be the possibility there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good. Good, good question. Uh, Let's see. I got another uh, going pro here, Nano Brewery, uh, from uh, Toby. He says, Hi, Jamel and John. I enjoy your going pro series. I wonder if you could go into more detail about opening up the cheapest brewery possible, Nano. Finance, licensed equipment, size, lease, sales, uh, local distribution of the bar tasting room. We need a local craft brewery here in Culver City, California. Or locals can get growler fills, etc. Maybe a small space in an industrial area. Can't stop thinking about doing it. I'm driving my wife nuts. How could a nano brewery <laughs> be profitable? What would be the steps to a small startup with potential to grow? Lease is not cheap here. I think LA doesn't have enough craft breweries to meet the local demand for quality artisan beers. Thanks, Toby. Well, uh, there there's some breweries around Culver City, aren't there? Well, yeah. There's... Um they're not in Culver City. They're uh, over Manhattan Beach. City. Yeah, well, it's close. But Manhattan Beach, <laughs> right? Um, um, South Bay. Yeah, there, I mean, there's Strand, more and more breweries Strand, in the LA area. I would say here that the the trick is, and we just did a show with uh, Blickman talking about kind of yeah. the costs and things like that getting started. Uh, the, the trick is find the cheapest building possible, and then once you get you know a price on that, beat them up to get a lower price. They're always going to want to, and they highball you, and you got to come in and just kind of grind them on the price and just say, you know, I'm willing to sign a lease. They're all going to want a personal guarantee. Yeah. You know, new business. You're going to have to personally guarantee it, anyways. So just say, yeah, I'll personally guarantee it, but here's what I want. And just grind, grind, grind until you get the lowest possible price. There's more building space available than there are people to fill that building space. True. So, you know, don't accept these high price uh, leases, even in, you know, an area like that. Uh, the other thing would be, uh, you know, sell all your beer across the bar. Right. Don't keg it up and sell it elsewhere unless, uh, I mean, you might do a keg or two to draw people into your area, you know, get a, get some notice. 
Um, and then uh, just be very careful about expenses. You know, get get yourself. Uh, you know, uh, go that route. Yeah, and work really, really hard. Yeah, and uh, be smart. Yeah, as we said in the last show that we did two shows ago today on Nano Brews with John Blickman, um, it, much less costs getting in. But as Jamil says, you've you've got to plan your uh, expenses smart and uh, pl- you know plan for uh, doing doing all the sales yourself to get the best possible margin. Yeah, and I, I think it's all about that margin. You need to look at what you're selling your your beer for per ounce. Yeah, what what you I mean, know. It if like you're saying filling growlers. Well, you know, um, you may you need you need to make sure that you keep your growler price competitive to your pint price as well. I mean, not trying to <clears throat> not trying to go for a, a volume discount with your customers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that that uh, uh, you know can make it make a huge difference. Uh, another question from the chat, JP. Sure, this one is from the dark side. Uh, he says, uh, "I wonder if you guys can comment on the increase of judges for BJCP comps affecting the scores." I've won a few medals this year, including a silver NHC, and have consistently been in the mid thirty range. I've, uh, I had in previous years received 40s and not medaled. I was wondering if the increase in available judges is affecting these scores. No. Judges are always idiots. Um, <laughs> you know, and that's one of the mistakes people make is equating scores with medals. Um, you know, a lot of times that's not the case. They, you know, especially in bigger comps, they'll score beers and then... Out of the ones that were the best, they'll decide the medals. And yeah. uh, I was telling somebody recently, I had, uh, there's four subcategories in Bach, right? I had an entry in each one of those. And each one of them scored between like 46 and 50 points. They were the highest wow. scoring beers in the category by far. The next ones were like in the 30s. None of those placed in the first round to go to the second round of the NHC. None. Really? Well, None. So the <clears> second <throat> round of of morons decided, oh no, no, this is a better example. So who knows? I mean, yeah. either the first group were morons and the second group were smart, or the first group were smart and the second group were morons. Yeah. You know, really, scores, scores mean nothing. So... In a bigger thing like that, in a smaller comp where they, you know, it's one set of judges and they do all the initial scoring and score sheets and then they decide who the winners are also, well, then it's going to match what the scores were. But right. otherwise, it yeah. won't. So don't sweat it. I uh, got one in from uh, Paul in Chicago about uh, the Progasm. Hey guys, I've been really enjoying the Progasm series so far. I have a question. What steps can be taken toward opening a brewery before you actually pull the trigger and go for it? Uh, (laughs) He says, I'm currently a law student who wants to open his own brewery. Realistically, though, I won't be able to do so for a few years. I would like to do as much as I can in preparation for making the jump to brewery ownership so when the time comes, I'm as ready as I can be. Um, You know, I would... uh, you know, like we were saying uh, earlier, you know, uh, you know, get some some business knowledge together. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of uh, get your financing together, and uh, you know, get an idea. You know, kind of work the numbers on. You know, build some spreadsheets for you know what size you're going to go, how much rents are in your area. Right. Uh, things like that. Research, you know, zoning laws and, and you know, how cities will be, uh, you know, uh, open to, to having your brewery there or not. Mm. You know, don't, don't go to a city that doesn't want a brewery. Go to a city that wants it. Yeah. You know, he raises a question in my mind that I think would be good to ask you. Um, how, how much attention should he pay or should anyone pay to existing craft beers in the area? I mean, you know, when you, you know, if you're looking at opening your own brewery and whether it's 
Chicago or, mm-hmm. you know, small town, central USA. Mm-hmm. Um, do you look at the number of breweries or the number of craft beers available in the area? Or do you just say, I'm going to brew a great beer that will stand on its own merit and, uh, you know, I don't need to worry about how much competition there is or how much, how many similar products there are? Uh, you know, for me, I think, you know, just open it wherever. I think the the more breweries you have in an area, the better it is for you uh, because it raises awareness. It's like when you have one restaurant out all by itself somewhere, it, it tends to struggle. Yeah. But if you have four or five restaurants together, they all tend to do better. Yeah, because everybody people, knows where to go. Yeah, they all kind of congregate there. So I think it I think it helps. I think it raises awareness, especially craft beer and and you know going into a place that brews its own beer if you have several there people tend to you know go a lot more and you just need to be you know the best at it yeah i think that's that's really the way to go if you're worried about you know the competition then don't get into craft because there's a ton of people there's going to be a ton more plus there's still the old standbys that have a huge amount of cash to to do battle with you so don't don't get into brewing if you if you're worried about competition get into a a field that has nobody i think that's that's really more the way to go uh let's see uh peter writes um (laughs) sent from his commodore 64 uh he says where can i find more info on contract brewing what are the are the costs what what breweries are in the business i did a google search with luck uh, so we had luck at that, so that's why I read that. I don't know. Maybe Google searched on his Commodore 64, which would not work. Yeah. Um, you know, contract brewing, it's interesting. You know, the people that contract brewing, they tend not to have this out, like on the Internet. You have to know people in the industry, talk to people, um, you know, talk to other brewers in, in the area that you want to yeah. be and just say, do you know who's contract brewing? And they they can tell you. Uh, contract brewing, uh, the the best brewers that are contract brewing, they're full up. The okay. ones that are doing a so-so job, they might have some space, some spare space for you. I just spit all over everybody. <laughs> um, so you know, kind of be careful. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of breweries that you've never heard of that all they do is contract brewing. So there are some. If you're willing to go out of the area, like if you're willing to go to like Cold Springs, they, you know, you have to go to like Minnesota or whatever it is and and do it there. If you want a local, then you have far less less choice. What are the costs? The costs are far more than brewing it yourself, but then you don't have all the equipment costs. So, uh, you know, I would urge you, if you're interested in contract brewing, um, you know, again, that, that Pete Schlossberg interview on the uh, Sunday session I think was really good. Uh, April 1st, uh, 2007. Uh, he talks about, uh, you know, the reasons to start contract brewing, and I think they make a lot of sense. Um, but if you want real control, um, you're not going to like contract brewing, I think. I think that's going to be the the hard, shit, hard, hard stuff to, to come across. All right, let's uh, try one more, and then we'll take a break. Uh, Josh says, "I've been brewing. I've uh, been homebrewing for four years. Of course, this is a really long. Oh my God, Josh! <laughs> uh, hire a babysitter under five, ten years, two nights a week. Beer certification." Business development marketing. Oh, so he's got business development marketing. I hope to get a job in a brewery. Intricacies of professional brewing. State of Washington. Brew Strong Crew. He included a picture. He's been moving to Colorado. He avoided me. <laughs> For some reason. Brew School September. He's a level nine beer geek. Moving up. Uh, I'm pretty sure I can find the money partner's loans necessary to open a level above a nano. He sees the fork in the road. <laughs> oh, my God. Come on, dude. Trim these down. See <laughs> you, 
Justin and JP do not like these long ass. Uh, if I had time to filter through these, I would have trimmed this. Um, therefore, here are my questions. Ah. He has six. <laughs> what kind of beer should I drink while thinking this over some more? <laughs> I think he's had plenty. Um, Calm yourself, JP. I think you should have a heretic. Heretic beer. There's a good one. Is the pro brewing thing possible with young kids? Uh, you know, it makes for very sticky mash. I think you need to use a lot of rice holes they if you're keep, gonna if you're gonna brew with the young kids. They keep climbing out. Yeah, you, you got to beat them. And you know, it, it just it, it doesn't louder well. In a word, no. Uh, if number two is yes, then what kind of brewery should I open with young kids? Micro a tap room, micro a restaurant. What? Small commercial and distribute to local grocery stores. Just pour it inside. It's okay. Um, just sell your beer across the bar. Uh, will brewing certification program at CWU be worth the time, money, effort? Education is not minimal, so this is not something toward a degree. Uh, it's probably not not necessarily worth it. Uh, is brewing certification program a good path to going pro? Uh, maybe. I mean, if you're looking at getting a job, it certainly wouldn't hurt. Yeah. Number six to know, then you know a brewery in Denver or Fort Collins is looking for someone who wants to be in the brewing business. Um uh new belgium yeah uh go there they have lots of jobs and you start out as you know bathroom janitor and then work your way up from there yeah great divide might have an opening and there's yeah. a bunch in the denver area actually right potentially you know get in learn learn brewing um first learn to edit your emails <laughs> trim those down a little bit yeah you reminded yeah. me of an yeah, email i got today jamil from uh a guy that's never brewed before but wants to. He's an engineer and wants to open a brewery and wants me to mentor him through the whole thing. And it's like my first my first comment is, well, brew something first. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, John writes, uh, hey, Jamil and John. Oh, we were going to take a break, weren't we? Okay. Yeah, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, uh, more of your engaging questions after this. BN Army Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of holy pops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeved shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzkrankstein? Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My father, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acid. <laughs> yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy a pint. Don't be silly, J.P. Gore. We have beer to brew. 
When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit Austin Homebrew Homebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have many clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomebrew.com. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeast, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's super yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. To the beer guys that make other beer guys look like wine guys. Brew strong. We're back. We're having fun. That's right. Eating pretzels. And drinking heretic Grammarie. How did you ever come up with that name, Grammary, anyway? Grammary? Because um, the word rye is in, in the name Grammary. Grammary is it's a it's a word in the English language. It's the um, study of the occult or magic. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay, I've, I'm not familiar. Well, a lot, with yeah, a lot of times people ask, "Oh, where do you come? Where do you make up these words?" It's like I don't make them up. They're in the dictionary. <laughs> dictionary. O e d. Is it similar? To, is it uh, derivative or related to grimoire? Yeah, grimoire is a book of magic. Okay, and grammar is a study of magic. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. See, I learned some. Where are you going? I'm surprised you did not already know that. Yeah, I, I learned something new Being quite Palmer. frequently. Yeah. <clears throat> May I just forget and relearn it? That's what my uh, that's, that's what I do. <laughs> like people I meet. Hey, nice to meet you. Oh, we met like five minutes ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice to meet you then. Well, I've had a beer since then. Uh, from John. Hey, Jamel and John, I was hoping you would be able to offer up some suggestions or advice as to the best way to go about getting a professional-level brewing education on my own. I live in Canada and have a family, which would make attending UC Davis or Siebel Institute very difficult. As you recommended, I plan on getting BJCP certified as well as getting as many beers as I can entered in competition order to improve as a home brewer. Would you be able to recommend a reading list or any other resources that you have found valuable and that have helped you to get where you are today? 
Thanks, and look forward to hearing from you. Hearing from you, yes. Hmm. Um, well, there's two levels he could go. Mm-hmm. Um, if, uh, if he's just interested in, well, actually three levels. If he's interested in working in a brewery, um, then, you know, learning home brewing would prepare him for that. Right. Um, if he's learn interested in working as, I guess, a lead in a large brewery, mm-hmm. something like, you know, um, one of the national breweries, like, you know, I guess in Canada, Molson or mm-hmm. something like that, then he may need a degree in, in right. fermentation science. Right. And if he, and as he's saying with the family, it's going to be difficult to relocate. What he could do is check out the IBD. Mm-hmm. They have, uh, and so does Siebel, they have online courses. Right. There's a lot of online courses. Available. Yeah. Where you can go the at your own rate. American Brewers Guild. Yeah. They do online as well. Yeah. And then you end up taking mm-hmm. an exam, you know, at the end, which would involve some travel and so on. Right. Yeah. And I think American Brewers Guild, uh, they do, uh, uh, Steve Parks, they do uh, like a two-week on-site. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that can be very good. Uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, if you, another way to do it is, um, uh, you know, do your homebrewing, do your competitions, do your BJCP, read as much as you right. can, and then, um, you know, intern at, at a local brewery, local craft brewery, and ask them if you can help out and see if you can get a right. job there, things like that. Uh, the online courses, I think all that is, is really the best way to go. Yeah. One question I get fairly frequently is people asking you know what's a good book to read what's the next level of book to read mm-hmm. you know for people and you know interested in in higher technology or more technology in brewing and i always recommend brewing by lewis and young um it's in the second edition right now um not a huge book but uh it's a very a very technical and and comprehensive book on brewing by uh professors lewis and young all right let's switch to a uh, homebrew question here um although i guess you apply to pro as well uh alex uh, says uh, hey john jamel i've been listening to the archives of brew strong for a while now and i've noticed you guys talking about the length of your brew day i heard john say he can do his extract batch in three hours that seems long for me i am wondering john you just need this guy calling you out is slow I am wondering if I am missing something in my day that I should be doing. Well, John, it's like 30 minutes before he's able to successfully masturbate. (laughs) Uh, I brew all grain, and my day consists of heating water, mashing, sparging. I do a 90-minute boil. I do a quick whirlpool while I chill. Then I just transfer to my carboy and pitch my rehydrated yeast. I can't justify paying it for 10 to 15 bucks for white labs or white yeast, really. Huh. Where is he in? He's like using uh, Djibouti dollars or something. Um, the point is that it only really take me three to four hours. I boil a turkey fryer and I only do five gallon batches. I appreciate any advice you can give me on that. I think he's full of shit. <laughs> Well, There's no way you're doing a 90-minute boil, um, milling, heating water, mashing, sparging, whirlpool, chilling, transferring, and cleanup in three hours for all grain. Yeah. No freaking way. I, I, I was able to get it down to like five, maybe. Yeah. I. It takes me It takes me seven, but I'm, I'm out of practice. And every time I'm every time I'm brewing, I'm always lost. I'm ne- yeah, well, confused. I'm never I'm never trying to hurry. That's one thing. Right. right. I mean, it's uh, honestly, I'm I'm never trying to hurry when I'm brewing. I'm always I always plan. You know, it's like Friday I'm brewing, mm-hmm. and I don't care if it takes me all day. Um, but I'm not I'm not hurrying, and I'm really I'm doing these days. I'm doing a couple three four batches a year. I don't have. Yeah, you know, I don't have a system in place. My equipment laid out. It well, always involves quite a bit of cleaning. No, but I don't, I don't think it's that. I think he's wondering what what he's doing wrong. Yeah, I, I mean, heating water. All right, let's say heating water takes zero minutes. 
mashing, I guess if you're doing a 30-minute mash, maybe. Uh, Pre-crushed grain. Right. Uh, mashing, well, you could crush your grain while you're heating your water. Mashing, yeah, though, sure. you got to wait 60 minutes. Yeah. I mean, you could do it shorter than that, but sparging, again, you're an hour. Yeah. And, Half an uh, hour minimum. Yeah, and even then, and then he does a 90-minute boil, but that's, you know, uh, three Two hours. hours yeah. Well, that's already three hours and 30 minutes. Okay. Mashing, sparging, and a 90-minute boil. And then you got to take the time to bring it up to a boil. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say whirlpooling was zero minutes, and chilling was zero minutes, and cleanup was zero minutes, and transfer was zero minutes. You're still at three and a half hours. And that's what heating water is zero minutes. Um yeah, I, I, you know, it's four and a half, five hours. Um, so if you're, you know, shorting your mash or your sparging for only like 15 minutes and you're mashing for only 15 minutes, then there's your problem right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think, you know, maybe he's looking at just some of these core things and imagining it's only three hours. Hmm. But I think... Um, I think it's it's probably, you know, the reality, if you looked at start to finish, it's probably five or six, maybe. Yeah. All right, uh, let's see here. How about... Um, uh, let's see if I've got a metallurgy question here. Oh. We might, we might. Is having a zinc washer in my mash tun going to cause problems? Essentially. When I built the ton, I knew I should have found stainless steel, but I just went with zinc. Now it's looking rusty and nasty. Having rust in my <laughs> beer doesn't seem like a good idea, but I should worry about flavor zinc poisoning, Brian Cincinnati. Well, I'll tell you right now, the whole washer is not zinc. When he bought it in the store, it just said zinc washer, and yeah. it's zinc-coated steel. Right. So it's a steel washer. And the zinc's already gone, which was your, prote- rusting, yeah. was your protection against rust. So you just have a rusty steel washer, and you're just getting iron in there. So it shouldn't... Uh, the zinc poisoning is already passed. You already drank that beer. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and, and one washer is not enough to keep right. you zinc poisoning. And I think the, the yeast probably consumed a lot of that. Yeah. So um, I would not worry about that. But yeah, get get the freaking rusty washer out of there. Use yeah. a plastic one or uh, and get some, some volatile... organic poisoning Mm -hmm. (laughs) or Uh, get a brass washer i mean brass yeah yeah that'll you can get brass washers no problem and uh that'll they won't dissolve as much and even what little bit they do dissolve the yeast will take care of Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean with a the reason i don't recommend galvanized washers in the mash or in the boil is because um you can under some conditions, put more zinc into the wort than you want to, mm-hmm. which encourages off flavors, you know, overactivity of the yeast, getting, you know, off flavors. Um, a little zinc is good, but too much zinc is bad uh, in terms of flavor, off flavors. Um, and then, you know, the potential to get a rusty iron, you know, taste into rusty the beer. iron trombone? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, it tastes like coins. Um a yeah, rusty yeah. trombone doesn't taste like coins. Yeah, well, I'm thinking of a different song. Oh, all right. But uh, yeah, the you know iron in the beer is never palatable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't 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 use. I mean, galvanized washer once maybe, mm-hmm. but still you you have a chance to uh, mess with your yeast and uh, generate off flavors that way. Well, and speaking of rusty trombones, uh, you know our fine sponsor, uh, AdamandEve.com. Eve.com yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I bet you they've got a DVD with uh, that going on in there. Somebody playing <laughs> the old rusty trombone, and I'll give you an idea of uh, why it wouldn't taste like uh, coins. Uh, <clears throat> what you do uh, for a limited time only? You go to AdamandEve.com. Use the uh, the uh, offer code Jamel J A M I L. And uh, for a limited time only, what you're going to get is 50% off of just about any one item. They're also going to allow you to choose three free DVDs, adult DVDs. And these are of your choosing from a wide variety of categories. You're going to choose from genres such as anal, amateur, Asian, big breasts, big butts, bisexual, chunky coeds, fetish, gay, interactive POV, lesbians, 
uh, MILFs, etc. And to top it off, you get free shipping, and they're going to throw in a free mystery gift. So you're going to buy one item 50% off. You get free shipping. Get a free gift. Get three free DVDs. Can't beat it. It's wow. a great offer. Uh, check it out, adamandeve.com. Use the offer code Jamel, J-A-M-I-L. And uh, you can even shop with your mobile phone if you want. adamandeve.com. Check it out today. All right, let's take a short break. And when we come back, uh, we'll wrap up with a few more of your questions right after this. BN Army Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of whole leaf hops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeved shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzenstein? Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My father, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha acid. <laughs> yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power! Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to enjoy. Don't be silly, J.P. We have beer to brew. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones, no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. All right, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits, $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt? The one and only answer is on. 
Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hop Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit AustinHomebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have many clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit AustinHomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, AustinHomebrew.com. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeast, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. To the beer guys that make other beer guys look like wine guys. Brew strong. All right, let's wrap this up with a question from Tony. Tony says, "Hi guys, really appreciate the show. Thanks for all the great info. I was just wondering if there was such a thing as too big of a pot." I was. Thinking about going into all grain by starting with brewing a bag, I have a custom-built stainless steel pot that has, is 18 inches deep, 16 inches across. I was hoping to use it for 5-gallon brewing a bag batches. Even 8-gallon seems like barely anything in this pot. Should I be concerned about using a pot this big for a volume that doesn't even fill it halfway? Thanks for your time. Well, I think the advantage of brewing a bag here is that you're not trying to sparge through a grain bed. Mm-hmm. Um, so considerations of the size and shape of the grain bed are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got a burner that distributes heat fairly well across the bottom of the pot, mm-hmm. uh, you're not concentrated in the center, for right. instance. I would say that that pot would work fine for brewing a bag, um, and, you know, even at a five-gallon batch size. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, I, I would think it's fine. Um, you know, at the, at the worst, you know, it affects your efficiency. Right. Uh, throwing 50 cents more grain is cheaper than buying, Yeah. you know, another pot. Yeah. So I wouldn't worry about it too much. And, you know, commercially, we're always, you know, our grain depth is... is really not that deep you know you're going um you know for a a vessel that's you know eight feet across um your grain bed depth is what a foot yeah foot and that's fine so you know if you can get a foot or you know even eight inches or something like john's saying brewing a bag if you're batch sparging it really doesn't matter at all yeah if you can at least get it to clarify a little bit by recirculating it then you're Mm -hmm. good I wouldn't worry about it. I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's good. And yeah, plenty of room for, for later on. And the thing I always, you know, like to do, which is counterintuitive, is I would make, you know, five gallons of small beers, like milds and ordinary bitters, things that need to be drink, drank quickly, you mm-hmm. know, pale ales. Uh, when I made a barley wine or a doppelbach or something like that, then I wanted 10 gallons. And I need a much bigger mash tun because that's that's something you can hang around, you know, you can age and make it a Russian Imperial Stout. It's a big beer, a lot of roast malt. It's going to last forever. I want to make 10 gallons, 15 gallons. So I need a big ass mash tun for that. So hmm. okay. I think, you know, you're all set for that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about it. I think you're, I think you're good to go. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, thanks for uh, writing in, Tony, and all the rest of you folks. If you uh, if you enjoy uh, the show, check out uh, the Brewing Network store. There's lots of goodies in there that'll help uh, support the Brewing Network. There's you know glassware, hats, shirts, books. John's uh, excellent uh, How to Brew is in there. You, everybody should own a copy. If you don't own a copy, then I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Don't email me if you don't have a copy <laughs> of How to Brew and you haven't looked for your question in How to Brew. All right? And if you don't have a br- cl- copy of Brewing Classic Styles, then uh, you you know, where don't, are you? Don't ask recipe questions. Right. There you go. There's, there's, that's, that's there's our solution. <laughs> and... Uh, but uh, and and check out our fine sponsors, uh, Blickman Engineering. They they've been a, a staunch supporter and uh, uh, a big a big pal of the uh, homebrew community. So check them out, BlickmanEngineering.com. Blickman with two N's. And uh, don't forget Adam and Eve. Use that offer code Jamil J A M I L. Get yourself that fifty percent off and all that free free gear there as well. Uh, pretty cool. And uh, if you got any questions for for. Uh, uh, Bruce Strong, and you want to ask uh, QA questions, just uh, email them to Bruce Strong at thebrewingnetwork.com. Until then, Bruce Strong. Bruce Strong, everybody.